Good morning. Welcome back to the broadcast of Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRN Weekly for Saturday, December 2nd, 2023. And our top story today, the stock market closes November with a bang. And joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Jane King is a financial journalist. She's joining us from the NASDAQ. Jane, great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. Always great to be with you, Jeffrey. Yeah. Um, and I didn't have a chance. Last week, we re-ran an edition of BRN Weekly to give you a breather and, and our production team a breather. I want to check in. How was Thanksgiving for you and the family? It's great. I mean, we stayed local, so you don't have to find any of the traffic. I saw it lined up coming out of New York since Tuesday of Thanksgiving week. Had a great dinner with friends, did a little shopping Friday and Saturday. So, of course, being a business reporter, I was observing everything. There were a lot of people out. Uh, there were lines at some stores. So it looked like a big shopping weekend in a lot of different ways. Yeah, I was going to say that, you know, you have a very interesting insight into that world and let's let's talk about November. November was a November to remember. Uh, you you told us that back when November started. I think we interviewed you, brought you on, or had you on, I should say. And you talked about how this is a powerful month. Things uh, were going very well. That trend continued all the way through the end of uh, November. It really did. Even the last day at 500-something points, I was amazed when I saw what the market did. So it was the best November in decades. Uh, the markets, uh, the major indexes gained at least 8%. The NASDAQ did even better than that. So, I mean, it was just the seasonals have been really predictable this year. September, October down. As soon as we hit, I mean, November 1st, as soon as we hit November 1st, things turned. So, and if, you know, that holds up, we should have a, you know, a decent stock market through the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, 19 or eight, 19 or 20 business days in the month of December or market days, I should say, we got some uh, information about inflation, I think from the, the Fed or the CPI, I think it was, or the PCE index, cold yes. to its lowest level since 2021. That's got to make Jerome Powell and his buddies at the Fed, the Board of Governors, pretty happy. Yes, I think they're definitely breathing a sigh of relief. I mean, this gives them some flexibility. They've repeatedly talked about 2% inflation. We're not quite there yet, but at least, you know, the pressure is off of them to really aggressively raise interest rates. And just this week, we heard a couple of the more hawkish Federal Reserve governors say that, um, you know, maybe we won't have any more interest rate increases, um, certainly not this year, and maybe even into the first quarter. So, but I am hearing some more talk about a slowdown. But we've been hearing that for a year. Uh, I think we've been hold on. I think we've been talking about this for like years. I I, I know it it comes up, but I feel like they every time I hear somebody, you know, like a Jamie Dimon or someone, and I'm not picking on him, yeah, but yeah. It's, someone's always like, "Oh yeah, it's going to be a recession," and it has been for like yeah. years. We talked about this. Eventually, we'll be right, right? That <laughs> I know. Well, the sky's blue. The sky's blue. The sky's green. The sky's green. Eventually, I guess if you right. say it long enough, it's going to happen. Um, Jane, I want to go back to your Christmas shopping perspective for a second. Retail sales, are it seems like things were looking good for the Amazons, the big box stores. But also, how about the smaller businesses, uh, your local community in New York? Yeah, so I, I think that there was just a lot of shopping going on all the way around. Um, I, mean, I saw people at uh, Macy's and people at small stores. I have a friend who owns a jewelry store. She was super busy, tiny little jewelry store in downtown Manhattan. She was busy over the weekend. She had some specials going on for Small Business Saturday. So uh, I, I online, I mean, I just, I feel like 
the weather here was also really nice <laughs> and I just drew a lot of people out there were a lot of people at restaurants and we went to an ice skating rink there were a ton of people there just tons of people out spending money um the numbers show that we've got a lot of days before Christmas so I'll be curious if the momentum holds up I'm already I'm still getting emails Cyber Monday deals they're like no really this is the last day yeah so, okay you don't hit your <laughs> bottom line those days we know That's those right. days are going to extend. Uh, you talked about some of the, the restaurants, the, the just people going to um, different stores, maybe they're going ice skating. What about, um, yeah. see anybody buying like video game systems? I don't know if there's, a, you know, I'm not a video gamer. I haven't video game since the Atari 2600. But um, yeah. any, any thoughts there about um, gaming? Yeah. And I, I know that industry, sorry to interrupt, was, has had some layoffs over the last couple of uh, months. Gaming's kind of slowed down a little bit. There haven't been any hot products. Now, my son, who is 16, uh, did ask for the new Xbox. I can't remember the name of it. He actually sent me a link to it. And we did buy that for him from Best Buy. And my husband, we ordered it. My husband went to go pick it up. Um, so it seems like he kind of wanted a more updated system. And he asked for some gaming headphones. So not just the actual gaming like units, but all the accessories that are coming with them seem to be popular as well among teenagers. So um, yeah, I think... You know, it looks like just a lot of things were strong. Apparel was really strong for once, electronics, phones. Um, so it feels like with all these discounts, people are really making some purchases this year so far. It, it, it does. And does it just boggle the mind? I think it was a couple of weeks ago, maybe before the Thanksgiving holiday, we were talking about the consumer underwater with a lot of credit card debt, personal debt. That has really ballooned up. And now interest rates on those credit cards, those APRs are like, in the 20s, 20%. They are upper 20s. I mean, almost 30% for credit cards. So I I do know that the um, buy now, pay later apps, I think their use compared to last year was up like 40 something oh. percent. So, you know, that's where you, three or four payments and then no, no interest over that time as long as you pay it off. A lot of people were taking advantage of that. Uh, Jane, last question. We're in December. It's December 2nd, uh, the day that this show will air, uh, which we record on I think everyone knows you're not working on a Saturday. Sometimes you do. So we're doing it Friday mornings. We do it every Friday morning. But when you look at December, um, about 20 market days. I mean, what do we, what do we, what do we look for? What do we look to to see how the market does? And what will that tell us going into 2024? My big question is, because we typically do have a Santa Claus rally. And last year was like literally like December 24th when we started. It took a long time. But it feels like this year it started November 1st. So my big question is, did that come early based on expectations of Federal Reserve interest rates and will kind of plateau out for the rest of the month? Or will this momentum continue till the end of the year? You know, you have a lot of people, there's a lot of bots that are getting buy signals. Um, a lot of people want to clean up their books at the end of the year, get involved in a rally if we have one. So that's going to be what I'm going to be watching if this continues or if it just came early. Well, we have to wait with beta breath. We'll look at things on Monday. Yeah. Jane King, always great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us. And we look forward to having you back on the program again very soon. See you then. Well, thanks, Jane. Great to see you. Thanks for sharing your perspective. And we come back, we'll take a look at some of our best segments for the week. You're going to want to stay tuned right here on VRN Weekly. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer, healthier, and in control of your financial future. 
This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses, I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Welcome back. It was another great week of shows with great guests. We kicked off a week with a look at higher ed gifts remaining strong in 2023. Let's take a look. Well, you know, I think that we've seen over the last several years as, um, as the world comes to, um, or as families look around at the universe of options for their children when they graduate from high school, and they realize that higher education is a big ticket expense. We've seen um, the College Savings Foundation, we survey every year um, our community to see what parents are giving. And we've seen a real increase and an uptick in gifts of a college savings um, basis. I think every family um, I know certainly has received more than my fair share of Lego toys or Bionicles or whatever the latest hot dot is. And so college savings is a fantastic way um, to make a gift this holiday season. I would totally agree with you. Um, again, another one of the surveys that we get out with every year is we take the pulse of parents in general. Uh, we talk to parents about how they're saving for college um, for higher education and um, an increasing number of people are recognizing the benefits of 529 plans. They're tax advantaged. Many of them, if you live in one of the 34 states that provide state tax benefits uh, for contributions to 529 plans, means that it's tax deductible on your state income tax. So there are some fantastic reasons um, not the least of which is really to have an earmarked bucket for that big ticket item that is coming um, very quickly. I've raised and educated both of my sons, um, their recent graduates as of last year. And had I not started when they were born by putting away 25, 50, you know, the occasional $100 at a time, then I would have been out of pocket tremendously during the years that they were both undergraduates. So putting money away in a 529 plan, out of sight, out of mind, shall we say, um, for that day uh, when you get to present them a gift on graduation day, there's no better gift in the world. I mean, you see a tremendous amount of uh, 529 plans, funds going to vocational schools, technical schools, 
um, community college, um, supporting, you know, so, or, or um, in, in the case of many friends of mine, should the child decide to take a gap year, those funds will be preserved for when that student decides to go to school. So there's no ticking clock on the funds or the savings on it. They're earmarked funds for future of an, a future of a successful career built on post-secondary education for our young people. Next up, we discussed how the portfolio diet could help reduce heart disease and stroke risk. Let's take a look. Yeah, that's a great question. So heart disease and stroke are one of the leading causes of death in this country, along with cancer. And while we have seen um, some benefits from medications in terms of um, lower risk as well, they the rates do seem to be increasing, mainly related to the older population, as well as some risk factors that are also increasing. So there's definitely a genetic component to heart disease and stroke, but by and far, lifestyle is the biggest risk factor. In particular, diet, but physical activity, stress management, smoking, all of those are important risk factors for both of those uh, conditions. So the portfolio diet was, or the concept of it, was actually generated about 20 years ago. So it was a dietary pattern originally developed to lower um, LDL cholesterol. So that's the bad cholesterol that's uh, known to increase heart disease. Um, and it is pretty plant-forward dietary pattern. So it has different components that you add to it. Um, so it's high in plant protein, particularly soy, but that can also include beans, chickpeas, lentils, and peas. It's high in nuts and seeds, any type. Viscous fiber sources, so things like oats and barley, psyllium, uh, fruits and vegetables. It also has phytosterols, generally given as a supplement. And it also has high um, monounsaturated fats. So that can be like olive oil, canola oil, canola oil or avocado. So what we did for this study is that we followed over 200,000 healthcare professionals in the United States for uh, 30 years. And then we used dietary reports um, that they filled out every four years to see what they're eating. And we would take um, part of the components from the portfolio diet that I mentioned before and see who was following or eating more of those foods if they had a lower rate of heart disease and stroke over those 30 years. Um, and what we saw is that there was a 14% lower risk of both um, heart disease and stroke. And that wraps up this episode of BRN Weekly. Have a topic of interest, someone you think we should talk to, drop us a line and don't forget for all the latest curated news and lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more in all in one place, check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content, then visit our website. We're back again tomorrow with another edition of BRN Sunday. I'll be joined by the Legal Eagles, David Levine, Kevin Walsh of Groom Law Group, and then Oliver Rennick of the Schwab Network pops by to discuss markets. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe, keep on saving, and don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio only podcasts. 
so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.